I want to talk to you today about more than enough. We're not supposed to go through life constantly struggling, not able to fulfill our dreams or not able to be a blessing to anyone else. Lack is not your destiny. You were created to live an abundant life. But if you've struggled for a long time, it's easy to develop a scarcity mentality, thinking I'll never be able to afford a nice house. I'll never have the funds to really bless my family. But as long as you think not enough, you'll never have more than enough. You have to get rid of that scarcity mentality and start having an abundant mentality. God has ways to increase you that you've never thought of. He's not limited. If you'll take the limits off of him, God will bless you beyond your normal income, beyond your salary, beyond what anyone in your family has seen. Psalm 35 says, God takes pleasure in prospering you. It brings a smile to God's face to make things happen that amaze you. As a parent, when you do something special for your child, something out of the ordinary that they weren't expecting, you know how that brings you joy, makes you feel good. It's the same way with our Heavenly Father. It gives Him pleasure to see you blessed. You may not see how this can happen, but the scripture says, God will supply all of our needs according to His riches. It doesn't say according to your job, according to your talent, if the boss likes you, if the economy's up, if you have the right friends, it's not according to what you have, it's according to what he has. And the good news is God owns it all. He makes streets out of gold. If he doesn't have what you need, he can create it. He speaks and worlds come into existence. The scripture says when you keep God first place, his blessings will chase you down. But just because you don't see a way doesn't mean God doesn't have a way. But you can't see what God is doing behind the scenes. He's already spoken to the right people to help you. He's already lined up good breaks that you don't see coming. It's going to happen unexpectedly, out of the ordinary. You're not going to have to go after it. It's going to come after you. A couple of years after I were married, one evening, we were walking through a nice neighborhood not too far from our townhouse. There was a big two-story house being built, so we went in to look around. It was so beautiful. As we were walking out, Victoria said, Joel, one day we're going to live in a house just like this one. That was so far beyond anything I could imagine. I said, are you kidding? I work for a ministry. We'll never have that kind of income. We could save up for 30 years and we still won't have enough. She said, no, Joel, I'm telling you, one day it's going to happen. A few months later, we sold our townhouse and bought this old rundown house, very dilapidated, but it was on a big lot close into the city. The day we closed on the property, a realtor pulled up while we were standing in the front yard. We didn't know the lady. She said, congratulations. She explained how the neighborhood was in the process of changing the deed restrictions to where you could subdivide the lots. A year later, we sold half of the property. Two years after that, we were living in one of those houses. God is going to surprise you. He's going to open doors bigger than you've imagined. 
He's going to bring people that will use their influence to push you further along. It's going to be uncommon. You're going to know it was the hand of God. In the scripture, a young lady named Ruth was barely making it. Her husband had died and she was living with her mother-in-law in a foreign country. She had no income, nobody to help them. All the circumstances said she was stuck. This was her destiny, a life of struggle and lack. Ruth would go out into the fields every morning and pick up the leftover wheat. They were living off a of leftover. She and her mother-in-law were barely surviving. Nothing in their circumstances said they would ever have more than enough. Ruth was faithful. She'd been through loss in a foreign country, no income, yet she didn't get bitter. She didn't give up on life. She kept doing the right thing, being her best, taking care of her mother-in-law, going out every day, gathering up the food. Ruth passed the test in the small things. Before God can trust you with much, you have to prove to him you'll be faithful with little. God has an advantage. He can see what's happening behind the scenes. Proverbs says, when you fear the Lord, that means you reverence him. You ask him for guidance. You trust him with your dreams. You do your best to walk in his ways. When you do this, it says you will have honor, wealth, and a long life. When you reverence the Lord, God promises you honor, wealth, and a long life. One way we reverence God is by bringing the tithe, the first 10% of our income to the house of the Lord. When we do that, it says in Malachi, God will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing too great to contain. When you put God first place, there is a blessing on your life that causes you to prosper, to accomplish things beyond your own ability. He knows things that you could never know. The scripture says God knows where the hidden riches are. He has inside information. When you honor him, he will lead you into blessings that you didn't see coming. Favor, promotion, opportunities that surprises you. It takes you to a level that you didn't think you could reach. There are people God has already lined up for you. People that will cause things to happen that you had nothing to do with, but suddenly you'll go to a new level. Suddenly you'll come into more than enough. 